Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack, and again today we have my partner Adelia. Say hello, Adelia. Hello, Adelia. And today we are going to be talking about the Greater Sage Grouse. Uh, so the Greater Sage Grouse is a bird. It's a mouse. Close. It's a bird. <laughs> um, it is a bird. Uh, scientific name is Centrocerus Eurofacianus. Uh, that was a fun one. Which which part? Centrocerus Eurofacianus. All of it. Uh, its nickname. It has one nickname: the Sagebrush Ambassador. Ambassador. He's, it is a very noble title. What does he emboss? Uh, the sagebrush. Oh. Uh, so as for where it is found, it is found in uh, sagebrush country. So which is uh, Western North America. So not too far from us. What? Well, yeah, in the, in the scheme of the world, in the, in the grand scheme of the world, yeah, us. not too far from us. Um, uh, it's so it's found in sagebrush plains and open country in the western United States and Canada. Uh, although the greater sage grouse is a permanent resident throughout its range, it may make short seasonal movements, uh, sparked by food availability and weather. So, for example, some may move to lower elevations during the winter where it's a little warmer. Um, as for what it looks like, uh, this is one that has some sexual dimorphism. As for a lot of birds, males and females look very different ah. and for very specific purposes. So adult male uh, greater sage grouse uh, has a yellow patch over each eye. He's grayish on top with a white breast and has a dark brown throat and a black belly. Uh, two yellowish sacs on his neck are inflated during courtship display. And oh, that's fine. Oh, don't wait till you see the pictures. They're coming up here. So this is a female that you can see. So the adult female, pretty plain looking bird, uh, almost kind of quail or pheasant like. Rude. She's beautiful. Well, oh! com compared to a male, um, the adult female is a mottled gray brown with a light brown throat and a dark belly. Uh, as for size, adult males range in length from 26 to 30 inches and weigh between four and seven pounds. Adult females are going to be smaller, ranging in length from 19 to 23 inches and weighing between 2 and 4 pounds. Uh, some other uh, characteristics. So, the adult males will have a... or they The adults will oh, have... Look at him! Wait till we talk about the mating displays. Oh, no. <laughs> so, those are the two uh, inflated sacks that he has on his chest that he inflates during courtship and when he's trying to attract a mate. They look like eyeballs. They are very interesting looking. It looks like an insect. <laughs> so they have adults, uh, greater sage grouses will have a long pointed tail and legs that have feathers all the way to the toes, which isn't, it's not a very common thing. Uh, most birds uh, usually cuts off at some point uh, before it gets all the way down, but greater sage grouse have feathers all the way down to their toes. Gotta keep them warm up in those exactly. elevations. Exactly. Uh, as for what they eat, uh, over the harsh winter, the sage grouse actually managed to gain weight and strength in preparation for the breeding season mm. by feeding on the leaves of sagebrush. Oh, yeah, yeah, should have seen that one coming. <laughs> that is the main thing they eat. <laughs> uh, and they get water from feeding on the snow. So, smart. eat leaves of sagebrush, eat snow, and they're good. What a life. Uh, they have a specialized stomach that digests the tough sagebrush, which is their main food. And the greater sage grouse needs large expanses of healthy sagebrush habitat to thrive. Uh, since it lacks a muscular gizzard like other birds have. Uh, so, I don't actually know what a gizzard is. Uh, so how we have teeth to uh -huh. grind things up and crush things. Uh -huh. Obviously, birds don't have that. They swallow things while they still need to be ground up. So they have a gizzard. 
that's like, something like a turkey or chicken. It's very prominent. You can see their gizzard. Other ones, it's not as prominent. I'm just imagining a gearbox in their in their throat. Some that's not far off. Some will actually have like rocks inside, or some will actually like they swallow like rocks. Create a gizzard. They don't create it. Some actually have it, and but it's like, like a muscle, rocks. and it grinds yeah. it up. Or like we've talked about with some like reptiles, they swallow rocks that go in their stomach, mm-hmm. and then the rocks help like grind things up while they're, the rocks are in the like stomach. Like that too. dinosaur in the dinosaur documentary. Exactly. That's exactly what they do. I mean, birds are dinosaurs. Exactly. It's not. It's not a new thing, and that's why we most likely think dinosaurs did that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the greater sage grouse doesn't have a muscular gizzard, so it cannot grind and digest hard seeds, and so it has to feed on softer plant material like the leaves. So sagebrush buds, leaves, and uh, bunch grasses constitute over 70% of its diet year-round, which is supplemented by insects, fruits, and small amounts of grit to help grind things up. So the sage grouse forages on the ground in open habitats, seeking sheltered feeding spots in harsh weather. Then as for what eats the greater sage grouse, uh, predators include coyotes, bobcats, uh, badgers, uh, falcons, hawks, eagles, um, and depending on the size of what's going after them, like some falcons and hawks may only go after like young ones, mm-hmm. whereas like a larger eagle may be able to take down a adult greater sage grouse. Um, crows, ravens, and magpies are known to eat juvenile uh, greater sage grouses. And coyotes, ground squirrels, and badgers are the most important mammalian uh, nest predators. So, um, ground squirrels. They're able to get into the nests and they'll eat like eggs or young ones. Squirrels eat things? That's. Yes, absolutely. What? Uh, among bird species, magpies and ravens commonly will prey on the, the sage grouse's nests. Uh, so, they'll go after the eggs or baby ones. All right, getting to probably the most fun part of the greater sage grouse is its courtship. It is a very interesting one. So each spring, it uh, and this the way this is put, I just love. Each spring heralds a unique spectacle on bushy western plains of North America. Uh, so among the male greater sage grouses, they will display at a lek, L-E-K, I didn't know what this word was. It just means a gathering of males to display for females. It, it's, so that's what, is, that's what a lek is. And so when males are doing this, they are, known, they are doing what's known as lekking. That is what they are doing. Uh, so only one or two males will get picked by a majority of the females for mating. Scientists have recorded a single male copulating 37 times with 37 different females. That's a lot of work, All the females just picked he was the one. He did the best. And (laughs) coincidentally, in this recording, so 37 uh, times mating with 37 different females, Mm -hmm. the whole thing took 37 minutes. Can't make that up. It's great. So uh, this isn't all that that uncommon for the top males at a lek. It's not a lot of the males. It's only one or two are getting picked. Most of the females will mate with the same one or a few males, uh, which puts intense pressure on the males to perform their best. So, in preparation for a strutting display, male greater sage grouse can gulp and hold a gallon of air in a pouch of their esophagus, which they will use to inflate the sacs on their chest. You got to make them as big as possible. Hmm. 
By squeezing out that air with force, they begin their display. The sound from the male's booming display is actually loudest off to each side, not straight ahead. That's why you will see uh, displaying males, they'll stand to the side of females, not directly in front of her. So it's a strange burbling sound. And I will get, when we talk about communication, I'm going to play some sounds because this is definitely one I want people to hear and I want to get a live reaction from Adelia on it. I have not heard it. Just wait. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, so dozens of male greater sage grouses puff up their chests and they'll fan their starburst tails is how they're described. A starburst kind of tail. Um, like avant-garde turkeys, <laughs> essentially. They inflate the bulbous yellow air sacs and they thrust with their heads to produce weird pops and whistles. Uh, so the males strut about, fanning their tail feathers, raising their white collars to make them look as big as possible, inflating their throat sacs all while making the weird assortment of booming, swishing, and popping sounds. Uh, and females will just be there, just watching it all take place, and then picking a male. As a side note, that is exactly how Jack also attracted me. You gotta put on a good mating display. <laughs> then once uh, they do finally mate, uh, and the hens go to make their nest, they will nest under a sagebrush or other large shrub in a well-hidden grass-lined depression on the ground. A hen will lay and incubate a clutch of six to ten eggs, and the the chicks hatch after uh, two to three weeks. So they're it's pretty quick. Uh, but that's another one where birds are not very developed when they come out. There's a lot of nurturing that has mm -hmm. to go on. Um, like many other grouse species, the greater sage grouse male plays no role in the raising of the young. Uh, males will display on dancing ground, like I said, known as lex. Females visit the lex to obtain uh, mates and then go off to raise their brood by themselves. Uh, the chicks, like I said, hatch after two to three weeks and will immediately walk out of the nest to follow their mother. Um, I, if you've seen like stereotypical like uh, like quail where there's the mom and it's just the babies because they don't really fly. They're just kind of running Ducks. around and the mom or the babies are just following yeah. in the line right behind. Ducks fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the first, well, because I was thinking more quail, because quails, these are very similar to quail, because they don't, they don't really fly. Mm. They're I was more, just thinking they're more ducks ground. in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the first week of their life, uh, the chicks may eat protein-rich insects, uh, but switch to a plant-based diet as they mature. What is a protein-rich insect? I think most insects are, most insects are considered protein-dense, huh. uh, because obviously they're not a lot of calories. And a lot of that is protein because the only thing on them is meat, quote. <laughs> Bug meat. Bug meat, yes. Um, then as for how long they live, they can live up to nine years in the wild. But more often than not, it's about three to six years. Uh, females tend to be longer lived uh, due to high predation of males on Lex. As you see with the females, they blend in really well because they're more... Mm -hmm they look more like the area they're in, whereas the males are very flamboyant and stand out. So the males get preyed on more that than the sense. females get preyed on. Uh, then getting into the behavior, uh, talking about uh, some family society stuff with them, uh, the hens and their young sometimes gather with other females in food rich areas. Post breeding, other individual grouse may join these groups, sometimes forming winter flocks that number in the hundreds. That's a lot. Strengthen numbers and stay warm. And if if there's already a small group here, well, they must have found good food, so I'll stay here. 
then another one shows up and thinks the same exact thing and then all of a sudden there's hundreds um just coincidentally hundreds yeah hundreds um and then the quality of nesting habitat surrounding a lek is one of the most important factors for sage grouse nesting success uh, with adequate cover being one of the most critical components of the uh, the ground nesting area. Then getting into the communication, uh, greater sage grouse utter a like chicken-like cackling call when they're flustered from cover and displaying males, like I said, will make this weird assortment of booming, swishing, and popping noises produced by rattling uh, their stiff tail and wing feathers and inflating and deflating their throat sacs. And here's where we're going to get into some of their calls. So I'm going to start off uh, with some normal calls first. That's where I'm going to start before we get into the sounds they make while lecking. Okay. 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 So these are just some normal calls. So not the weird. Yes. Oh. Yep. Sounds like birds. The, the, nothing out of the ordinary. Like I'd love to wake up to this sound. Yeah. If you heard that, you probably you may not know exactly what it is, but you're like, that's a bird. There's like a little bit of chittering in yeah, there. Yeah. There's a bird. All right, so some more other some other calls from the greater sage grouse. Yep, sounds like bird. Yeah, birds, bird noises. Nothing grand, nothing kind spectacular. Of like seagull sounding. Yeah. Like distance. Yeah. Uh, and then getting into lecking. Okay. Here's where things get very interesting, and I'm gonna just let you talk through this one. Sounds like water droplets. Oh. What was that? The look on her face while watching all the sounds come. I have one more example of the lecking sounds also as well, if you want to listen to that. Yes, I do. I do want to listen to that. What? That sounds like a pig. It's, it's snorting. It's just all snuffling around in there. If you If you just played this for me without any context, I'd be like... Yep, this is a pig with some birds in the background. That is one. It's it is very unique sounds. They are very interesting, and that's yeah. If you played that for someone and said, "Guess this animal," I don't think bird would be very high on that list. No, absolutely not. I, the sounds something they make, with a snoot for sure. Yeah, that that does not. It's and it's because of like the air sac inflating and deflating. That, that. it's like a very weird sound. Um, and that's all we have for the communication. I hope you guys like listening to that. Uh, I. Depending on the animal, I'll probably do more with that sort of stuff. Um, if it's interesting calls, if it's not, um, whatever. Probably would have been useful to do with the loon, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, and then as for... Just end some, start ending your videos with a loon call. Well, hopefully now everyone knows what a loon call is. We told everybody, you, you've probably heard a loon call at some point. Um, as for population size. The uh, the estimated population size of the greater sage grouse is about 150,000 and decreasing. Huh. Uh, threats, as you can guess, the biggest one is going to be habitat fragmentation. Um, so humans encroaching on development, especially these areas, humans. oil and gas development is huge. Um, of course it is. You'll get overgrazing that happens and then the sagebrush in the area is just all gone. 
um sagebrush removal hundreds yeah because and then most likely that sagebrush is just gone because it got bird brains yeah because they're just eating and then there's also stuff like invasive plants which will choke out stuff like sagebrush you have mm-hmm. stuff like uh cheat grass which is an invasive plant in that area and then you have problems with wind energy facilities um that have degraded the sage gray sage grouse habitat as well hmm. and then according to the sage grouse sage grouse initiative only 56 percent of the sagebrush ecosystem remains making it one of the country's most endangered habitats dang and greater sage grouses sometimes collide with barbed wire fences and um guy wires and will avoid habitats near tall structures like wind turbines communication towers and power lines so they just won't even go near them um and another thing too is hunting they are a very popular game bird Uh, mortality due to hunting is generally considered to be compensatory and replaceive um where until mortality reaches a threshold value it has no effect on population levels so it's one of the it's just not hurting them at this point it's not doing anything um so data is not available to suggest that closed or restricted hunting seasons would affect the overall population levels so as of right now hunting is not believed to play a factor in their population numbers the big thing is going to be deforestation or not deforestation but habitat loss um an inability to repopulate yes uh in a study on hunting in a low density greater sage grouse population in nevada low populations may be a result of factors other than hunting protecting one greater sage grouse population from hunting while doubling the birds harvested in a four-year period on another population showed despite low recruitment both populations increased to nearly the same density Hmm. so hunting didn't really do anything in an Oregon study no relationship was found between the rate of summer recruitment uh chicks slash chicks or adults and harvested by hunters nor was there any significant relationship found between the size of the fall harvest and population trends during the subsequent spring so the hunting that happened in the fall when they go to breed and like give birth and all that in the spring mm-hmm. we're not really seeing anything significant number change interesting uh, there is some conver- conservation going on, though. The uh, charismatic greater sage grouse is what's called an umbrella species. So, umbrella species in the terms of conservation means that any efforts that go toward protecting the greater sage grouse population also benefits a, a ton of other stuff. Hmm. So, but just by protecting the greater sage grouse, we're inadvertently protecting other things as well. That's why they are an umbrella species. Cool. It is one of the most prominent inhabitants of the sagebrush sea, as it's called, um, which encompasses millions of acres of open lands across 13 U.S. states and small portions of a few Canadian provinces. Uh, uh, one uh, group's work to conserve the greater sage grouse, including advocating for effective management plans for the species on public lands, continues. Although its population is declining, Uh, This bird is yet to receive federal protection, though. In 2014, a rider was signed into law preventing its its protection under the Endangered Species Act, sadly. The U.S. Senate recently dropped this rider from its fiscal year 2022 Interior Appropriations Bill, which is a hopeful sign that additional conservation conservation measures to stabilize the population may soon become available. Good. So they added that 
they made it so they couldn't be protected. That got dropped last year. So hopefully we're going to start seeing some change. I didn't even know that there were things that people put in place so that animals couldn't be protected. It just depends on the animal and its importance to uh, stuff like economy and whatnot is the big thing. Uh, because stuff like some species, maybe like, uh, I don't know if this is the case, but this would just be an example, like how important fishing might be to like a city or a group of people. Mm. And if we were like, nope, you can't fish them anymore. That would be devastating to some yeah, that makes people. Sense. And it's weighing the pros and cons. Yeah. Um, then I have one fun fact about the greater sage grouse. Uh, is, I think it's pretty interesting. The traditional lecking grounds, so the places where males will make their displays and females will nest nearby, they can be used for years and by several generations of different um, greater sage grouses. So once they found a good area for lecking, <laughs> it's going to be used over and over again. They've determined this is a good area. It's like a, uh, what, are, what are those called? It's a Greek word, um, the outside theater. Amphitheater? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's going to be good. It's going to be a nice flat area, good for like sound effects and whatnot. Good acoustics. Yeah, it's got good <laughs> acoustics for the for the males. So yeah, once they find that good area, they're not going to give that up. They're going to keep using it. Uh, and that wraps up everything uh, that I have on the greater sage grouse. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, this uh, experimentation that we're doing with a different format for the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Adelia, I hope you enjoyed learning about the greater I sage did. grouse. Thank you. It's a very fascinating animal. Uh, you're but, a very fascinating animal thank you um <laughs> thank you everybody for listening and we hope you have a great day